Welcome back to another episode of What We Doing, and we doing it again. It's your boy H.T. Sims. Mr. Mix. And that damn Joffy, Mr. Joffy. <coughs> What's going on, gentlemen? What's happening? Alright, man. Been a little under the weather, but you know, we here. We're gonna make it happen today. That weather flipping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Especially in St. Louis. It was, it was fucking, it was snowing Wednesday. It's fucking, what, 50 and 60 today? Yeah, like, it was just, it's just crazy. Warm up. Fucking I'm scared to wash my car because uh, I know probably Monday or Tuesday it's going to be back dirty again. You know, well, that's how I know it's getting ready to rain. When I got a strong urge to wash my car, it's like clockwork. You know what I'm saying? Well, today we on, actually, today we on the last day of uh, Black History Month, man. And uh, outside of all the why is so short in our sense, the fact that we still recognize it uh, as so strongly as we do is still cool. We give them everything else. They want a little bit for us. So we talked about a lot uh, from past couple episodes, but we never really got into, you know, like a, a perfect black society. You know what I'm saying? We kind of touched on a few episodes back when uh, the Black Panther was out about Wakanda. So we kind of got a visual, but today we just kind of wanted to get into the real nitty gritty of a well, perfect relationship. Well, actually, actually. Cause I hate that word. I hate the I hate the p word. I ain't perfect. Cause perfect. no such thing is perfect. That's true. You know what I'm saying. So what we will say, kind of, kind of to clean that up, is the ideal. Like if if you could imagine in yourself or for yourself what the black community that you wanted, how would it look? How would it look? How would you treat each other? Um, how would the buildings look? How would the kids look? How would the kids be raised? Um, what would be the roles of the people within that society? Um, how would it be governed? Um, what are some of the, the principles that you would want to live by? What were some of the things that you would want to do? Uh, how would you interact with the rest of the world? Things of that nature. Like I think a lot of times um, people are kind of throwing stuff out. You know, you know, we need to vote. Uh, we, you know, we need to join gun club. Uh, we need group economics, uh, so we just we just kind of throw stuff out, but we don't really define. All right, if we could have you king for a day, you, you, you king of all the black people of, the, of, of America, and we can create a society or a community within ourselves for ourselves that is completely self-sufficient and self-sustained. What are some of the things that you could think of? Because again, and, and what we doing, we're we're more solution driven. Than, than a lot of the shows and, and, and mediums and platforms that you'll listen to. So, not to saying that we have all the answers, but what we are doing is trying to imagine some of the things that we need to do and some of the things that we can do. Because in having this conversation, I think that we can actually do some of those things kind of going forward. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like but we gotta we gotta put it out there. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of posed this question to the fellas. And, you know, if you want me to go first, I'll go first. But if you want to start, you can well, start. You know, whoever wants to start. But, but, but no, but what I want you to do is okay. I just want you to, I want you to give me principles mm-hmm. of what you, your, your black community or black society would look like. I want you to give me specifics if you can, as be as specific as you can. Okay. Um, you can use examples. You can use statistic okay. examples. I'm going to say Zamunda. You can say Wakanda. You okay. can say, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know okay. what I'm saying? You can say one. Egypt, whatever. Okay. But I just want to know what that looks like for you and then we'll kind of tie some of it together and see what we can do as a community to make some of those things happen. Okay. I got, you know, I love St. Louis, St. Louis history, you know, historian. So I'm going to go with the first one, and I'm going to go with Kenlock. I'm going to go with Kenlock, but I'm going with Kenlock, okay, in the 1920s and 30s. Okay. I'm going with the Ville also, but I'm going in the 20s and 30s. Now, I'm saying this because we done better when we were redlined 
as far as like sticking together because we had no choice but to stick together. I got you. I got you. Okay. Then after we weren't realigned and we, you know, wanted to integrate, which is cool and fine, but we forgot where we had, we started from, mm. you know, so I'm going to go with the Ville and Kenlock because there were great, great neighborhoods in St. Louis back in the day because they had to stick together. They had their own businesses. They had everything that was right in that neighborhood. And that crime and think, rate wasn't out of control like they want to put the safety uh, our community tend to get. And I also, you know, like, since they had everything in their neighborhood, then they had no reason to go out of their neighborhood. So to me, like, that's a Wakanda to me. So for you, it would be black-owned businesses and being able to shop within the neighborhood? It would be almost to where, like, okay, I put up a post up maybe earlier this week, and it was Kenlock, about Kenlock. What happened to Kenlock? Mm. Okay, now I understand that uh, the airport moved by it, and it, it, but it's also a greater, it's a bigger picture than that. It was, it, I think it was actually institutionally took out of play, you know what I'm saying, because it was one of the first, it was the first black city in Missouri. So the whole deal is, how can we get back to, okay, a Kenlock or or to the Ville to where we want to reinvest in our own neighborhoods and our and bring businesses down there to where like it's lucrative again. Right, right. So for me, where it starts as far as visually is being proud of what you see in the mirror of, of your essence. You see what I'm saying? So to me, like when we get into these global economies like we all like to throw out when um, we get into these major rooms I want us to be able to because we definitely already as of right now have the the intelligence and the resources look how many of our young people are getting scholarships to Harvard and Yale you know, Ivy League schools and getting tens of uh, uh, millions of dollars in scholarships and just really have a focus on what they want to do but as they go along that line of success, they want to be framed a certain way to get to where they're going. I want them to be able to embrace, embrace what they look like, having natural hair, having, you know, uh, maybe long hair, having locks. Um, the way they move as an African shouldn't be able to hold them down as they go forward in these industries. So the first thing I want us to do is embrace that my locks can be professional, you know what I'm saying? At a certain level, my goatee can be professional, you know what I mean? I can't handle myself in a way that uh, promotes good business and good health and look a certain way. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We did look a certain way when we, like, when we were running the land and nobody said a different way, but I feel like that's always curved because they don't want us to see us in our purest form succeeding. Okay. What you get? So... <laughs> Y'all kept it kind of light. All yeah, right. Well, so, that was just the first one going down. You yeah, said I got another turn. Like, I'm, I'm talking yeah, about no, 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 no. I'm talking. No. Okay. Maybe I ain't make myself clear. What does your black utopia look like? So that's what, what is it? I mean, you don't just give visually, me visually. Mark, paper, scissors. No, well, don't I'm just give me visually. visually. I mean, so, okay. So I'll give okay. you. I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. This is what I mean. I would want a community that was a hybrid of Oakland, California doing the Panthers because that's the type of police force that I would want for my community. Mm -hmm. Tulsa, Oklahoma during the 1920s mm -hmm. as far as group economics and the dollar staying within the community, black-owned businesses, black-owned bus companies, black-owned transportation, black-owned grocery stores, black-owned banks, black-owned everything. Mm -hmm. I would want as far as land and self-sufficiency, I would want us to be able to grow our own food and catch our own rainwater so we would have a water source. And then in dealing with exporting and importing, I would want us to look at more um, technology-based jobs, resources, and companies and make that a foundation of what we kind of go after because again, there's a couple spaces. Self-sufficient. Exactly. There's a couple. There's a couple spaces that are going to be growing within America that if you don't attack, or if you're not involved in, you you're going to be left behind. All right. One of them is VR. Yeah. Virtual reality is a thing. 
And if you can hop on that now and black like black folks can make because we make everything cool. All right. Social media is cool because of black folks. So imagine if we took the same energy and effort that we put for towards social media and we put that in the VR to make it cool. And but we owned it. We own that yeah, space. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? And yeah. we make that a basis of what of technology. And then another thing we make as a basis is a, a plant that we all know and love. We have some type of stake and kind of in in the marijuana business, in the marijuana business, in creating strains, mm-hmm. in creating uh, memorabilia, mm-hmm. in creating uh, paraphernalia, in yep. creating all of those things. So I would want us. That's what I mean. So I will want. I will want us to be able to dominate certain industries that we already operate in. We already operate in sports. We need a. We need our own league. We already operate in entertainment. We need our own distribution. We already operate in these places and we dominate these places. The, what we don't dominate is we don't dominate in the ownership of. Them. So let's pull back the scale. Instead of us going out and trying to be the CEO of Def Jam mm. or the CEO of Arista or the CEO of Epic or whatever other record label, you start your own internal record labels. We start our own internal uh, TV, TV stations, mm-hmm. radio stations, media conglomerates, and we keep it self-contained like, see, like, like Cash Money Brothers with a self-contained unit. You understand what I'm saying? We don't go outside of our unit. We start within ourselves. So yeah. the only thing we're exporting is talent. We're not exporting any of our of of our resources to other people. We own and control our resources. I think so, that's the beginning. You know, you know, mix. Actually, I think that this is my only opinion. I mean, you know, my opinion about the height of black civilization. Well, you know, in America anyway. After slavery in the 1900s, early 1900s, well, from I uh, will say from 1905 to 1935, I think was the height of black civilization as far as like, as you saying, what kind of sticking together, having your own economy, basically being self-sufficient. We're going to go with East St. Louis, which was a white town, but you had a certain area of black people who worked in this town. We're going to go with Tulsa. We're going to go with uh, Harlem. We're going to go with a lot of places. Yeah. But yeah. in like, those times. Of different places to where, to what you saying, Jossie, like, we, we think it was, like, rare. Mm-hmm. No, that was a thing. Was like, yeah. like, like yeah. black yeah. folks, and, and to kind of your point, I think it was less, It was a different time than that. It was actually after 1965, after Recon- the first 10 years after Reconstruction. Now, imagine this. Imagine you being a slave for 200 some odd years and they saying you're free now. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the funny thing that happened or the, or the kind of twisted and fucked up thing that happened from that is there was only one skilled laborer. It was us. Right. We did all the right. work. Right. So we took those skills and we ended up uh, setting up towns, setting up banks, setting up all this shit we talking about. They end up setting that 10 years after reconstruction. What ended up happening? What fucked that up? Jim Crow fucked it up. The Ku Klux Klan fucked it up. Mm-hmm. Terrorism fucked it up. They actually went in. They they closed down the Freeman's Bank, which was supposed to be the bank that Frederick Douglass set up mm-hmm. for us. So that's why I'm saying if we go back to that spirit, not not go back to that spirit, and moving forward, I think that there are, that America is about to change. Okay. I think that if we're smart and if we're paying attention. And if we go towards what America is changing into and we're early into those things, I think we will dominate those things because any other time that you left us the fuck alone and you say black folks do what y'all do, we dominate. Mm-hmm. It's only when people get to fucking with us and get to get to coming in a certain lot when you create laws so we can't own land. Right. When you create laws and we can't do you know, get certain education, we can't live in certain places. Things of that nature. You have to fuck with us. You create the war on drugs. You create you create police brutality. You have to do something to derail us. Because when we're focused and we on one accord and we doing what the fuck we do, you have towns like Kenlock. You right. have towns like Tulsa. You have, it's been done before. So I know we can do it again. It's just this time when we do it, that's why I said Oakland, California. It's because a man by the name of Huey P. Newton created the, uh, the Black Panther uh not, not the black. Well, yeah, the black pants, the real black pants. 
real Black Panthers for, for self-defense. Yeah. And had a 10-point plan and went along with that. So with that 10-point plan, what, what that would create is a lot of times when we created these utopias or we created these places that were really Black and Black sufficient, we didn't have nobody to protect them. Right. We didn't have nobody that could use weapons that could defend themselves. That's so that's where you have something like Black Panthers have a point. Uh, FOI, mm. the training that FOI does as yeah. far as self-defense and things of that nature. You have to have somebody to protect the shit that you have. Because if you don't have somebody that can just protect the things that you have, then the bully will come in and just take the yeah, shit. Because that's what they did. So look, uh, to, the, to that point, you're talking about two points of protection. Yes, we're talking about physical protection, but we also have to uh, talk about our electronic protection. People talk about data mining all the time, but there's a reason why the algorithm works. And if we can get into into aspects, you know, what I'm saying we can uh, we can control the collection of that and how that's being dispersed, how that's being used, or the way it's being used now, um, because these positions do exist, but you got to know that they exist. If you want to talk about absolutely. So if we get into the technology space, which way to go once we get in there? You know what I'm saying? Because if once you get to understand how the, the information flows, you definitely can change your your environment. You see what I'm saying? So if we, I know they try to make those type of things taboo and try to get people to get away from them, talk about identity theft and all that. But if you get into the, the technology of how that works, why it created two industries. Hell it yeah. created a one for good and evil. So how, if we understand how that works and understand how we can, if at the very least, maneuver within that, that's to give us a, a, a dominance in the industry, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But it, but again, it has to be intentional. You're right. That's right. right. Exactly. So exactly. Part of that would be like the other part that I would kind of speak on. I always kind of kind of talk on it, but now, last day of Black History, let's go for it. So it's a couple it's a couple things that we have to have as a as a Black society in order to be successful for the future. One is schools, yep. and the reason why we need schools is because we need to teach our kids specific skills to be able to survive in this society. Mm -hmm. You need to learn how to invest. Not just how to save, you need to learn how to make your money grow and how to be financially literate. You need to learn how to grow your own food. You need to learn how to operate a, a firearm. You need to learn self-defense. Yeah. You need yeah. to learn accounting at a basic level. Mm. You need to learn economics at a basic Those level. Those are life skills. You need to learn yeah. taxes and tax preparation at a basic yep. level. Life now, skills. My, again, now mind you, if you, had, um, if you had these things, you had these skills in high school now, because a lot of cats... You got people that can cut hair. Yeah. Sophomore, junior year. Imagine if he can get his license by the time he was already 18 years old and he can go out and have money set aside, five to 10000 set aside to start his own shop. Right. Right. He can do that for the next 40 years. Yep. He can cut hair for the next 40 years. He has his own job. Or if we have people that are, are in coding camps, things of that nature, that have those job, those high-paying jobs mm -hmm. and can reach back and teach other kids. I think that's the key. I think there are industries that we can get into. Like I said, virtual reality being one of them. It will be big. It is the next thing. Yeah. Um, we being another one. It's going to happen. It's going to be it's legal. It's happening. Like, it's I happening. Mean, it's it's happening. going to be legal. Yes, you're right. on top of the ball or you're under the ball. Right. So imagine if, if back in the 1920s and the 1930s, we would have started a liquor brand, mm -hmm. and it would have been black-owned, operated. Not Jack Daniels that was actually started by a black man mm -hmm. and sold it to a white man. Right. Things of that name. Yeah, yeah. Keep it in the family because that's another thing that we got to talk about. When we create this thing, it has to be a rule of thumb. You will not sell. Right. Mm -hmm. You will not sell to anybody who is not family mm -hmm. or is not from your community. That's right. So that then leads me to there has to be a code of conduct, rules and regulations. Yes, sir. Because I think that we depend on saviors too much. You and know that, what I'm that, saying? Yeah. Like everybody yeah. wanted Malcolm and, and Martin, which I'm not saying that they weren't great men, but if you kill them, you kill a movement. If you have rules and regulations and code of conduct, it just says that look, rule number one, if you kill if you kill another person from the community, the community will deal with you. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's you know right. what I'm saying? Things like that. I'm just throwing yeah, stuff yeah, out. Yeah. If you steal from black business, then there is a penalty for you in stealing from black That's business. That's right. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? If you shop outside, if you shop outside of the black business without seeing if any of these businesses Hand. meet your need mm -hmm. and meet your need at a reasonable accommodation, meaning that the price is comparable. The, the quality, quality is common. Things of that nature. Like, right. let's get intelligent about it. Mm -hmm. Let's sit down. 
or or voting. It, we're gonna vote in in group in bulk. In, 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 Our in, entire group, we one million of us are gonna vote one way or another, and we're gonna vote based off one thing and one thing only. We're gonna talk to the Democratic Party. We're gonna talk to the Republican Party, and we're gonna say, "What are you doing for Black folks specifically?" Period. Dot. Mm-hmm. So what, what what you doing for us? Period. Dot. We have a hundred million dollars from the Black community. Million people put up. Hundred dollars a piece, mm. and we went to the Democratic or the Republican Party, and we said we got a hundred million dollars, and we got a million votes right here. Mm-hmm. So this is the thing; these are the top ten things that we want within America. We want land, we want industry. Yeah, we want to be left the fuck alone for being human. We want the opportunity to police ourselves, or to if we do have um, a police force that reports to a federal en- entity, that police force has to be eighty to ninety percent. From the community in which they police. Thank That's you. what I'm talking about. I'm talking about us being intelligent about the things that we are asking for, but asking for them in a way that people can understand that we don't want a handout. We just want to. We just want the opportunity to participate in this America thing that everybody else gets to participate that, in, that we feel. and don't right and don't get fucked with like we get. That's fucked. right. That's it. Right. So, I mean, to add on to your point, and I know we've talked about this. Uh, Multiple times on the show, like when you say when you talking about everybody putting in a hundred bucks, we got a hundred million dollars that we want to put towards uh, whatever you can do, whatever we can, whatever do, right? we can do, you know. There's a, there's a level of trust there yes. that I feel like we must put that trust first. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. Because I feel like the one thing that that sounds great and everybody I think instinctually knows that's the right thing to do. But who do we bring out of the mud, if you will? And trust them with the task of holding but, that money. But I think that's that, what I'm I think that that's, that's key when we're talking about the code of conduct. Right, right. right. So let's say, um, so let's tie it back to education. Let's pull it back real quick. Let's tie it back to education. Let's say we sponsor an H- HBCU. What I mean by sponsor an HBCU is we're going to give them an endowment of $10 million, or $100 million dollars we can give them. We're going to raise that money. But in raising this money for Tennessee State, or raising this money for Morehouse, or raising this money for Hurstow State College, Hurstow State College, here's your new curriculum and mandate. We want people who are financially literate, who can run it back, who are being trained to run it back. So you want an MBA program that is specifically based on financial education, banking, and and things of that nature. So we want to bring in people who are in banking, the top blacks that are in banking, to come in and teach these courses. So when we open these banks, we're going to take these new graduates, and the best way to do anything, because it's been it's been proven, is you have what's called, a, a in, well, you have an intern program. Yeah, yeah. But this intern program is for you to be able to go through rings of leadership so you're going to eventually this is going to be your bank basically right right we're going to bring you in at the ground level we're going to teach you everything there is to know and then year after year level after level you're going to go up and go up and go up and then you're going to get to a level after five to ten years to where this is going to be you're going to be the ceo of this bank we've trained you we pay for your education we know that you for us because we had the hand in doing everything for you right right so now we can develop that trust as opposed to going out and putting all money with certain people because again there is a problem with customer service right there is a problem with people that can't give us the services and and goods that we need when you go to a black bank right right you be like oh well we we don't offer uh savings accounts or we don't offer money market or we don't offer business accounts you understand what i'm saying if we build our own banks from the ground up because again a bank is about 10 million uh, credit union is two hundred fifty thousand to start. Two hundred fifty thousand. What if there was the North Side Credit Union? Right. We took two hundred fifty thousand. We started the North Side Credit Union. We took people from the banking industry. We put them into our bank. We had financial literacy classes for for, for the um, community. We had interns that are coming up within the ranks that we are training to run this bank right, the way right. that we run it. Yep. Instead of bringing folks in with industry standards, because industry standards is the fuck. Yeah. Make no mistake. Industry industry standards and mortgage and banking is the fuck you. It's to get fees. It's to service loans. It's to yep. make money. It's to be predatory. We want to to build a community. So what are we talking about? We're talking about people that are trained. 
to go out and find small businesses and teach them how to apply for loans and how to qualify for loans. Mm-hmm. We're talking about people who are looking for, okay, our community needs a grocery store. So what we're going to do is we're going to set aside 250000 of this bank money for the first five people who come up with a business plan and credit application that can qualify for a grocery or a grocery store. Yep. We're going to specifically say, because you can do that in banking. You can say, we're trying to build a community. So in order for us to build a community, we need these type of businesses. You come in and apply for a business loan and these type of businesses, we're going to give you a, pre- uh, a preferred rate. We're going to give you a preferred interest rate because you are doing things to build the community, things of that nature. So if you have those things in place and you have that code in place that says, look, this is how we operate amongst each other. We don't steal from each other. Right. We don't, you know what I'm saying? If you, if you kill or you harm one, you got to deal with us. You know what I'm saying? We rewrite the rules because the rules that we've been living by have been their rules. That's right. Yeah. Even the no snitching shit, that comes from the mafia. That is not a black thing. Yeah. That came from the mafia because the mob had a code of silence in La Costa Nostra, which is the, which is the mafia, and their, their rules and regulations said that if you snitch, you come across these type of consequences and then everybody started fucking snitching yeah everybody became rats yep. you know what i'm saying and then that code deteriorated let me so touch if we on create it. our own code you yeah. know what i'm saying and say all right this is how we're gonna treat each other this is how we're gonna operate and no man is above the code no man That's no right. man yeah. woman child is above the code if you are out right if you are out of regulation on the code we call you the fuck out let me touch on that a little bit speaking of st louis goals I want you to go look in the hill. I want you to look at this now. And I want you to go look at any hood that you call a hood in St. Louis. Now, as far as like the no snitching cause goes, that goes for folks who who on the other side of the law. All right? Now, people who are not on the other side of the law, game on for them, okay, on certain things. Now, I'm saying this because when you go and you look at the hill, you look how clean it is. You look how it's shit that goes down there every day, all day. But it's a certain conduct, like he's saying. It's a certain code of conduct. Okay, we're going to do shit in the neighborhood, but we're going to make sure our shit is taken care of. Okay, right. that's where I'm going yeah, with yeah. looking at the hill. Because it's been a long, long time to where, like, that has a big, big criminal history that a lot of people don't know about. But... It's, it's clean. It looks clean. You see what I'm saying? But ain't no nigga shit going on but look, over there. So look at the... Let's, we, keep, we keep talking about the code as you bring it up. We're talking about criminal activity. When we support our own like that, you know, the studies have already shown that criminal activity goes down. But there's one thing that we, we have to do is stop, you know, glorifying going to jail. You know mm-hmm. Like, you got to hold... The, Nice quarter part of the whole music industry is it makes billions of dollars off people going to jail, telling themselves, and all this type of stuff. Like, going to jail shouldn't be something you strive for in life, and then when you get out, people should automatically <coughs> treat you in a certain way because you went to jail. Ah. And, and, and that type of deal. Now, we understand people make mistakes that happen, I get that, and then we still realistically are in a uh, state where you know innocent people do go to jail, and I do understand that. But without you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. People who come out and feel like they graduated college because it's been four or five years. But I, but I, but I think that, I think that part of that is one. We gotta look at, we gotta look at that deeper. You gotta look at the way that the system is set up. Do you? So the system is set up to what to where um, two or four black boys are gonna be in into the system. Right, right. So right. They're gonna be into this system. So no, I didn't go to college. No, I don't have a job. I didn't go to the NBA or the NFL or anything like that. So this is the one thing that I did accomplish. It's the one thing that makes me look like a man or maybe the man. So how do you counteract that? Is by we all know that that poverty, poverty and crime are connected. Right. So what I'm doing or what I'm talking about doing is attacking the, the grassroots of the problem, which is economics. That's what I'm saying. If we attack the economics and we're teaching our kids that prison ain't it ain't place, that move. It ain't, it ain't the move. It ain't the place where you want to be. And not only that, which I think, I think most most people know that from a common sense standpoint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. when you present them with their options, and you present me with the option of you can go to work every day, 
you can work hard and you may be able to pay for a meal and pay and afford to live somewhere right. but you're not gonna thrive you're not gonna be successful like one thing that we gotta we gotta really look at and be real about is that america is built on risk yes risk takers make the money Yep. If you take no risk, you make no money. That's why people who invest and start businesses make more money on average than people who take a safe, secure job. It just is what it is. So you have, I don't think people want to go to jail. Just like I don't think people wake up and go, I want to fuck somebody up today. Maybe they do. I think that's a small percentage of people. What I think it is, is that they're presented with their options. And their options is, man, my life is fucked up anyway. So I'm going to take this penitentiary chance because mm, instead of me cot. going yeah. right, instead of me going back to the situation that I was in, to where my mother couldn't eat, my sister couldn't eat, I'm a bum or I don't feel like I have any value or skills. I'm going to take this penitentiary chance. So how do you counteract that? Because I'm going to give you every opportunity to maximize your potential, and I think we can do that for adults. I think that we can do that for kids. If we come together and we start to employ each other, because I think that's the other thing. If you are telling me that I have to go out and I have to find a job for someone who, let's be real, oppressed me. Yeah. I, you're telling me I have to go because, again, I did it the right way. I went to school. I did all this shit, right? Mm -hmm. And I say that to say this. That degree and all that bullshit, it don't mean nothing. Because if you look at my, re my name on the resume, you know who I am. Right. You know I'm a black man. Right. So, you know, so studies show us that black men and black women with black sounding names are hired almost 50% less yeah. than their counterparts. Yeah. I'm going to make 30 to 35% less than someone who has the same level of education and experience than me simply because of the color of my skin. Now, again, so how do we how do we rectify that? Well, we hire each fucking other. That's right. We come in industries. Mm -hmm. We start hiring people in industries what we need. We. Everybody needs a carpenter. You need somebody, a plumber, an electrician, people who can work with their hands, people who can do trades. Where mm -hmm. the fuck are, the, are our trade schools in our community? We got to create those. All right, we need people who can code and who can do uh, certain things in technology, cybersecurity, things of that nature. So those are the things that we need to push for school. Instead of pushing them to go to college for psychology or pushing them to go to college for philosophy. Something right. they can't use. He said, right. You can't right. use that fucking all. And it's expensive. Hey, man, what, you good with your hands? Bruh, we 16, 17 years old, we're going to go ahead and get you that certification. That's right. And instead of you having to go to the welders union that is all white, on a, you're going to go to a black welders union. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to have contracts and relationships with the black folks That's right. that are in charge. The key is the thing that I, that I envision is power. Because that's what I think the black community is missing. It's not mission. It's not missing. It's missing resources, of course, but it's missing power. If you don't have the power to be able to employ your folks, to feed your folks, to protect your folks, and they have to go outside to go and seek that, then guess what? The you outside's going to come in. The outside's going to come in. A, B, how the fuck will I ever trust you, to your point, how the fuck will I ever trust you if you don't feed me, you don't clothe me, right. you don't take care of me? As opposed yeah. to we change that dynamic and we start to, black men and women, Start to all right. We're gonna employ our own folks. We're gonna set aside. We're gonna save our ourselves. We're gonna save our fucking selves. Everybody I mean, needs to keep that. Save ourselves. We're gonna save ourselves. We're gonna save our sons. We're gonna save our sisters. Yeah, we're gonna save ourselves. We, we, now we do have to recognize that the blueprint to Jay's point is still right that we have. We see the grind. Even Kobe left you something. Like, now we have a lot of different avenues than we had before. Yeah. It's you know what I'm saying? What Nip did with the, uh, with the with the strip mall. That's right. How many niggas get... How many niggas can put together a couple dollars? Mm -hmm. Put together... I ain't talking a whole lot of money. Put together a couple dollars. Go buy a strip mall and put everything you need for your neighborhood within that strip that's mall. What I'm, you can good. put a grocery store in that motherfucker. You can put your own cash, your own check cash and join in that motherfucker. But see, you this can put goes, everything you need within there so that way you ain't got to go nowhere. That's this goes saying. into where trust goes because right. people in your community have to trust like, okay, in Baden, all right, right now. Now, it was a past guest. His name was Khalil Manir. He was invested in this store called Yours Market. It's off of, it's on of North Broadway. Now, it was all black uh, on uh, supermarket. But the whole deal is the people in the community had the trust that they can get whatever that they needed from this from this store. 
Now, instead of them trusting what happened, they went to the big chains. You know what I'm saying? Of like course, because they, they have chains. But I think, I think to your point, Jaffe, is if the people in the community are involved in growing the food for the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. If you have a stake in the the thing that we that we fuck up in black business is we don't we don't provide stakeholders with our customer base. Yeah. So what I mean by that is this. McDonald's hires people from the north side. Yeah. If they put a McDonald's on the north right, side. Right, right, right. You understand what yeah, I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. When you come into the community, the first thing you need to do is invest in it. You need to invest in it, but you need to talk to the people in the community. How many times have people started a business, right? And honestly, that you know of. And people went and knocked on doors and said, you know what I'm saying? I'm start, hey, my name is uh, Leon Mason. I'm going to be starting a grocery store. I really appreciate your support. Here's where I get my vegetables from. Here's where I get my fruits from. Here's where I get all my stuff from. I get it from the same place that the big chains get it from. My stuff is fresher. My stuff will last you longer. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. No, we'll open up the business, and then we'll get mad if you don't shop with Right, right. What kind of fucking sense does that make? I'm supposed to shop with you just because you're black? No, I'm supposed to shop with you because you're black. And you have a good product or service. And so you, that second part has yeah. to be concentrated on as well. So that's where it comes back to yeah. your schools. Right. You got to educate your kid on customer service and how it works. This shit ain't rocket science. Really you know is. why? Because Asians come in our community, set up set up Chinese spots. Arabs. Arabs come in and they have every fucking uh, gas station. Latinos. From here, from here to the south side. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep, yep. We're always going to get some tacos from some motherfucker. We shop with everybody else within our, our community. We don't shop with us within our community. And then we get this bitter taste in our mouth and go, well, they just not shopping with me because I'm black. Partially. But the other part is, did you do the groundwork that quality needs to be done to let people know what your quality is? Are you bringing in a good product? Are you bringing in a, cr- a product that's needed? That's, that's true too. That's needed. Right. That, that that they have to shop with you. Right. right. Like, I, I'm gonna give them free promotion, free promotion, free promotion. Um, it's a black tax company. Um, out of Philly. Okay. Out of Philly. Um, let me let me think of the name real quick because it's Jumpin' Jack Tax. Jumpin' Jack Tax. They're a black tax company out of Philly. They actually do franchises. So really? they, you can buy a franchise for $5,000 from this black tax company. Free promotion, free promotion, free promotion. It's black, it's black history, so I'm giving them free promotion. So I'm using them as an example. If you got a tax place in your neighborhood, you go into that tax place. That's right. Because you fucking need it. Yeah, yeah. If there's a hospital in your neighborhood, you go into that hospital. That's right. Because you fucking need it. So... Create that black hospital, create that black tax place, create that black bank, create your need businesses first before you create your, what do we create? We create, we'll create a barbershop, yep. we'll create a beauty salon, we'll create a barbecue joint, we'll create all of these things to where the competition is, I don't have to go to your restaurant, mm-hmm. I have to go to your hospital, mm-hmm. you feel what I'm saying? So if you get in need businesses and you just think about it, all right, you do, do you need a grocery store in this in this neighborhood? Yeah, so I'm a separate grocery store that right, sells right. something that I need. That's right. Or, so, and, and to your point, please look look at everything as a competition. I hate when people say it's it's a uh, it's not that easy. Well, you gotta at least do it first. You gotta at least go go at it. You know what I'm saying? As we sit here, like you say, uh, solution we solution based. Like you can't sit here and think everything is not so unattainable. It's right there. We can do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, it's not uh, flashy. It's not sexy, but it's definitely needed. And we have to do it. We have to do it. So I think if we go into that that mind state of if we, if we come together and put our money together and we can get these things at the level of trust, I think that we can submit to each other if we just understand we have to. It's not a one at this point. But, but not only that, to. you got to, like, trust is built. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like... Nike wasn't started, and I think some of us get it in our heads that, all right, I'm going to start a business, and that business is going to be successful within two, three, four. It may take you ten. Yeah. A. B, if it's for generations, what we where we fucked up and where we can kind of curtail that moving forward 
is remember when such and such had the ice cream shop yeah. and the father had it and the son had it mm-hmm. and he had another son and the son was like generation ah eh, fuck it mm-hmm. I'm gonna sell dad's ice cream shop yeah, yeah. how many of us know people who had yeah. family businesses and third generation out they sold them shit yeah, yeah. as opposed mm-hmm. to the people like Chase Bank who don't sell who, who, who don't, don't have to sell fucking sell right, right. they stay where they stay they continue and even if that's not your main source, and we see, and I mean, we got to look at examples too, right? So we were just talking about the Chinese restaurants. How many times do you see the son or the daughter working in a restaurant with the mother? Mm-hmm. All, All the, the fucking time. Yeah. And then they grow up and they know the people within, hey, what's up, man? They speak a little bit better English. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then such and such. Same thing with dry cleaning and with what's the name? I got one, y'all. It's one that, speaking of Chinese restaurants, been going here for a while. It's on Jenny Station Road. Well, that's Kenlin now. Mm-hmm. And it's called Harold Chop Suey. Don't mean no plug. But that generation has been going so long that it is a black dude that's in there with Chinese eyes. Stop I'm it. saying this, y'all, because you know how it was like you were saying, Mix. They've been there for so long, so long, and they mess with people in the neighborhood. So, like, I, I asked this guy, like, hey, uh, I ain't never seen no black dude behind the counter. But... He told me his story to it, like his mom's and bam, bam, bam. And yeah, so think about that. Think about what you said, like, if you zoom out, there is a Chinese-American family out here with a rich St. Louis tradition. Oh, yes. It's you very many. It used to be a Chinatown downtown look, in the oh, 20s and 30s. You know, even if they have a rich St. Louis tradition in the black community, like you say, mm-hmm. there was a black people broke there. So how did it look like? Well, you know, all of us is looking at somebody who has generational, at least stability, at the very least, you know, as they hand down the uh, story. And they have a rigid uh, tradition in your city than you do. Mm-hmm. Right. So you know? why wouldn't you? And again, the industries that I'm proposing, they sell themselves. Yeah. Weed yeah. sells itself. You got good product. If you got good product, because it's going to be legal in the state of Missouri mm-hmm. fairly quickly. It's already legal in, in Illinois. We're right there. They need it. So. Why not put your funds together, put your money together now? Because you know it's coming, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Put your money together now. Let's set up a dispensary now so when those 10 dispensaries set up, uh, are, are open in Missouri, we can have one black one. Just yeah, one black just one. one. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Why don't we set up the VR companies now? Why don't we set up the stock investment companies now? That's what I'm saying. It doesn't have to be, you know what I'm saying, chicken and barbecue yeah. no more. Oh, or right. or chicken, barbecue, true. and haircuts no more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We can get into more sophisticated industries and, and start about. to move within those industries and start to teach our kids within those industries. So that way, by the time our kids, because again, they're already using the phone. They're yeah. already using the video game. Yes. You know, video game design. Like, there's a bunch of different things that you can do and the internet has created direct to consumer relationship you know what i'm saying we got black designers here we got a bunch of black designers here in st louis mm-hmm. like doing shit like right, really right, really kid. moving and doing shit so all right if we got black designers in st louis let's combine those resources and let's start to train more designers that's right let's set up boutiques all i'm saying is let's come together because again my vision would be is that we come together because it ain't going to be cool by y'all and I'm not saying it, that. It and it's be. not going to be everybody and I'm definitely not saying that but if we get 10,000 if we get 20,000 that's all on the same accord and say look we're going to practice group economics we're going to shop with each other right. we're not going to rob we're not going to steal from each other we're not going to harm each other we're going to protect each other we're going to look out for each other mm-hmm. and that's the rules and regulations that we're going to live by yeah, yeah. we're going to vote a certain way and then we're gonna we're gonna look at things politically. We're gonna grow, and we're gonna we're gonna grow through. We're gonna do these type of businesses. These are the things that we're gonna do moving forward. And then that way, other black people. Because again, how it works is that once they see you getting it, you do what you see. Mm-hmm. And once you see a group of people getting it, like really, really getting it, you go, okay, what the hell are they doing? Yep. Like everybody. That's why. That's why. I mean, to get it to something real, like some real nigga shit. That's why BMF was so powerful. BMF, at one point in time, Big Me said, nigga, you can be the lookout and you got a Mercedes. Yeah. That's attractive. Yeah. Regardless yeah. of what you say, yeah. that's attractive. Everybody because looking if out everybody's for eating, mm-hmm. if we on our A shit or our money mid shit, and everybody's eating, man, you looking yeah. at that and you like, man, everybody eating, bro? Like, like, we can do this all day, but 
the problem is sometimes we have in St. Louis specifically is we got this crab in the barrel mentality yeah, yeah. to where we'll see somebody successful at eating and we want to rob the motherfucker instead of asking them how they got it. Right. So yeah, because it's easier to rob than yeah, actual do the work. This is the thing. Is it easier though, right? Let's say you go off and pull that robbery off. You're just getting what you need right now. Now you got to do it again. If you talk to the man, you know what I'm saying, try to figure out what he's doing to get it, that starts his residual income after a while. So it would be it would have been easier for you just to say, hey man, I mean, what is it that you be doing, and try to get into it that way. It just it just really make your life make everyone's life easier. And it gets to a point too, like that's taking another penitentiary chance, which is kind of like common or okay in sometimes our neighborhoods. Which I was always taught that, like, okay, uh, people who go to jail, no offense, but those are people who have made mistakes too many times. You know what I'm saying? And they got caught for it. You know, like, and like I wasn't, I was one of them people who wasn't my family members. A lot of them wasn't raised for that, but I did have family members who did go through that and the experiences that they had kind of like made me like okay this ain't for me instead of me like this taking this as a badge of honor or taking it as college no uh-uh. we finna take this different direction yeah instead of me going in a circle for 10 years or 15 years let me try to go zigzag or straight you see what i'm saying for 10 right you know where i'm going with that yeah so, so you got i mean and, and honestly it's kind of tied back to economics you got to be out here to make money. You got, like, you got to be free right. to make money. Right. So that was another thing. That was a trick bag that they put us in when they started the mass incarceration movement. Because, because if you ain't out here and you ain't making no money, then you ain't providing for your family. You ain't providing for your family. You ain't providing generational wealth. There ain't no generational wealth. Then you're going to be destined to be an employee for the rest of your life. Yep. As opposed to if you out here, if you're just out here, and let's say you work in two $10 an hour jobs, that's still twenty dollars an hour. Yeah. So if you got one that's giving you forty hours and another that's giving you thirty hours, you're working seventy hours at you know what I'm saying, at ten dollars an hour for this job or ten dollars for that job. And then eventually you're going to come up if you just stay at it. Especially if you talk about the taxes in yourself. You have to cut yourself on taxes, you can maneuver that job a lot of different ways, especially if you have two. You know what I'm saying? This is but when, you you got, but when you got black CPAs, that's easy to do, ain't it? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You don't you you need a CPA. You don't yeah. need a lawyer. That's what I mean by if we start to create industries and jobs and start to look for jobs that you always going to need. Uh, uh, a wise man once told me some, some really, really dope shit, and it's the reason why I'm teetering tired and I'm going to law school still. He said, I don't give a fuck how much money you got in America. You need a lawyer and you need an accountant. That's true. So I don't give a fuck. Yep. Okay, all right, how rich you are. Bill Gates has a lawyer and has an accountant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Warren Buffett has a lawyer and has an accountant. So those are like two jobs. Right. And so those are two jobs that ain't going no motherfucking where, no matter yeah. what. Because when people with money need to have people that know the laws around money and know how to count it and move it. You know, y'all back to the part of uh, the prison sometimes. Sometimes people get in a mentality where they stuck okay in prison. You know like they can get free but honestly from the experiences that my family members have had when they were locked up it's, it's the responsibility of being free and it's the responsibility of paying bills yeah. and it can get to a point to where those three hots in a cot they're dependable and it might be bullshit that you might have to deal with to get those three hots in a cot but it's something that they don't have to, you know, they know they can rely on. So some people get stuck in a prison mentality. And some people get stuck also in, like, a mentality to where, like, okay, we can only move so far in life. What I'm trying to say is is after you get yourself out of that mentality, have a game plan of where you're going to go, you know what I'm saying, or get with your buddies. And if they on the same wavelength with you, you know, get to a point to where instead of hanging out, and just bullshitting with each other, y'all can make some money. But that's that's the realest shit in the world. Cause a, a lot of times, man, with success, um, especially when it comes to us, I mean, think about how many brothers make it to the NBA or make it to the NFL. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then what's the first thing they do? They want to take care of their family. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm gonna give Kool Aid. You know what I'm saying? Three million. I'm gonna give Nuck Nuck two million. I'm gonna give I'm giving money to people who are not good with money. That's right. True. So, 
I'm basically throwing my money away because I'm giving money. I'm taking care of the people that I love and care about, which is what you're supposed to do. But instead of providing them with opportunity, there you go. Right. Instead of providing them with look, look who lay, man. You put in car stereos better than anybody I've ever seen. So this is what you're gonna do. You're gonna set up a car stereo shop. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna run that motherfucker for three months. I'm gonna be your silent partner. We're gonna split the profits 50-50. Mm-hmm. That can go on. That's right. So That's how it's supposed to it be. has to be a lot more right. teaching how to fish instead of just giving motherfuckers fish. Because the minute we get a couple of dollars, the first thing we want to do, because we think that we're doing somebody a favor, right. is we want to put something in your hand. And we want to say, here you go. Thank you. I appreciate it. Instead of putting the opportunity in your hand. So I actually kind of came up with something in my head that I'm going to start doing on Christmas for now. I will no longer buy gifts that depreciate. So what I'm going to buy you for Christmas is stock. What I'm going to buy you for Christmas is rental property. What I'm going to buy you for Christmas is is things and opportunities. I'm going to give you some vending machines. I'm going to give you something that's going to make you some money. Instead of, instead of, we giving gifts already. I'm giving all the gifts that you can give. It didn't do shit for you. You know what it can do something for you? And I actually got this idea from a video that I seen. We're not going to go in depth on it. But it was a video when a young lady, um, Gave the gentleman that she was dating a rental property. Oh yeah, yeah. He got upset yeah. and said, "I wish it was a watch or, yeah, yeah. or, or yeah, a yeah, chain." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't gonna get into the psychology of that video because whatever. But what I'm getting into is that she gave him a rental property. That's right. She gave him something that keeps giving. That keeps giving. Right. And what if we gave gifts that kept giving? Mm-hmm. What if we changed the way that we gave gifts and we started to give gifts that kept giving? That's right. Just that little, let, instead of, I right, for every pair of J's you buy, you got to buy Nike stock. That's your, that's your penance. Mm-hmm. Your penance is, all right, the new J's is dropping on the 7th. The North Carolina 3's, I'm getting. But I got to get Nike stock. Yeah, yeah. Nike stock is my, is my entry now. So now, every time you buy a phone, you need to buy Apple stock. Right. Every time you buy something from Amazon, you need to purchase a, 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 a piece of Amazon. I know the stock is crazy right now, but you need to purchase a piece. You need to change See, your mind. Now it's from, time to get in. Right. That's what I mean. Prince of mentality. Yeah, you need yeah. to change your mind. But you're absolutely right, Joffy, because again, your mentality was always, you know, acting like that nigga that ain't never had shit. Yeah. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So what what you do, you bro, I ain't never had nothing. It's when a I circle. get it, yeah. I'm gonna get everybody. We're gonna, we gonna, gonna stunt for a little bit. You can only spend and in you a know, circle. And you know what time it is. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You know what time it is. It's tax time. So we about to see a lot of frivolous spending. We about to see a lot of motherfuckers spend money that they don't have. We about to see a lot of motherfuckers not invest their money right now. And you know what? That is your money. That is not mine. I don't have the right to tell you what you do. With your money. But I'm going to tell you this. Tell you this. There's going to be some people that's going to be smart with that money. Mm-hmm. And they're going to put that money in somewhere that makes them some money. Marty got an account in the stock market somewhere. Yep. And they're going to make money off of their money. And you can be one of those people. And I promise you, if you always putting your money into things that make you money, you will never be broke. You will be broke buying liabilities. You will never be broke buying assets. It's it's an amazing thing when you get to that residual income (coughs) and you start getting checks from stuff you forgot you did. Say that again, bro. When you start getting checks from stuff that you forgot you did, that residual income is wonderful. When you just turn around and look, that is actually my goal. My goal That's in my life, goal. my goal in life is to invest in so much shit. I get a check and go, when the fuck I do this? When, when <laughs> I do this? That's, that's what I'm going to do. I put a thousand in weed. That shit came back twenty thousand. Damn. Ahead of my time. Yeah. Myself a pound of you know what? Appreciate y'all, it, Google. Y'all got a good point. You know, like appreciate shit. I ain't know I did. Y'all ever get to a point where y'all looking for a job and y'all put so many resumes in that y'all don't know? You know, like when you get a call back, you don't know. Same principle. Same, Same principle. Same principle. Because again, we tried it the other way. The other way was, you know what? We gonna spend this money when we get it. We gonna work for these jobs when they apply. When they when they come to us. Instead of we gonna own this shit. That's right. We gonna own these jobs. We gonna hire our family. We gonna hire our loved ones. We gonna train our loved ones train. to do the same shit that they doing at the same level that they doing. Instead of your loved ones having to go out and again be qualified as shit, graduate from Harvard, graduate from Howard, graduate from all these prestigious universities, 
have a summa cum laude in this, a master's in that, yep. and then have to go to someone who does not look like you, come from your community, understand your struggle, and tell you you are not qualified for the job, or I gave the job to somebody who had way less qualification for you, but I like them. Or, yeah. or third, <laughs> cut you in half. Brought you in, but cut you in half price. You know what I'm saying? Paid you terms, what they could pay. Yep. Layman's terms, you spent all that time. You went and went to the best schools. You went and got this big debt. And now you get out of school trying to pay that debt off. And now you can't. Right. You know, so think That's about right. it. Yeah. So, so real quick before we wrap up, because I don't want to lose so the, the moment. Is, let me just say this before you get to that. We've been doing this for a minute, you know what I'm saying? This started the show. Your time is impeccable, bro. <laughs> impeccable. For real. All right, so before we wrap up, I just want to go around the room, and I want each one of us to name one thing within the next 30 days that we can do, that we can see, to make our dream a reality of our vision of a better black community as far as you were concerned. Give me one thing that, that we can do as, as a community to make it better. So, me, the one thing I want to see in the next, I'm going to say the next day, around June, July, I want to hear, see, I want to hear stories, see memes, whatever you want to do, about people who invested their money with their tax season, and they seeing some, some benefits coming now. Right. You know what I'm saying? And laughing about it. Like, right. it's one thing, that we see, like, things, people joke, people joke all the time, all it takes is one person, but you know what, I'm going to try that shit for real, and then see what happens. You know, talk about saliva is negative, but on this on this case, it'd be very positive, just want to see that, and see how people next go around, you know, y'all, y'all, like, y'all not getting ready to make fun of me, because I didn't invest my tax money this time. Right on. I want to see, okay, I want to say 60 days. I want to see it to a point to where, like, okay, we all love our community. What we're doing is uh, eventually in these 60 to 90 days, what we're going to do is we're going to start doing events, okay? And uh, one event one event, or maybe two events might be at uh, Tandy Community Center. Another one might be at uh, a media space where we have now. So really what I really would like to see is the turnout of the people who are listening and the people who are on our groups to actually show up, you know what I'm saying, and give us some support. That's one thing I would like to see. And I think that'll help our community. One thing that I want to see within the next 30 days, and it should be doable, extremely doable, is I want us to actually combine resources. I want us as a people, I don't care what industry you're in, uh, if, you, if, you, if you podcast, get with another podcast group that podcast. If you do music, get with somebody else that's doing music. If you do rental property, Talk to somebody else who's doing rental property. The thing that will will bring us to the level that we want to be at is combining our resources, our talents, our skills, and our abilities. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten, you have the group that you need within your friends, within your phone, within your Facebook group. Yeah, yeah. You got the people that you need. You ask not, you have not because you asked not. You didn't even reach out. I, a lot of people I don't even know have a business. So I can't help you if I don't know if you, what you have or, or you're not promoting. So what I want you to do is I want you to step outside of your comfort zone. I want you to go out with somebody else that's doing what you're doing. And I want you to say, hey, bro, man, I own, a, I own a barbershop. I see you own a barbershop. You promote like a motherfucker, man. Can you help me with my promotion? And then he can then say... Hey man, I see on this man your your, your clip is cold, man. Where you get them clippers from? Right, right. Because again, if we can just do that small thing as people, just just the small things of asking the questions and saying, How can I be of service to you? What can I do to be of service to you? Right, right. If we can do that with each other, I guarantee you this time next year we'll be in a better place as a people. Facts, all podcast facts, all the way through. We normally do this, we do this show normally at the same time, uh, after we, and it just so happened this year, we do it on these years, you know, extra day, seeing it as a positive thing. You know what I'm saying? We know we're moving in a 
a positive direction and things is uh, fantastic. So I hope, as always, though, please follow us on all social media. We'll be doing STL, uh, Facebook, uh, IG. Look, more visuals coming. Uh, as always, check out the website. Um, playlist coming. Hey, we're just trying to make a lot of things come at you as much yeah. as best we can, you know? Yep. We, should, we appreciate your support. The people who listen to the podcast, the people who are in the group, the people who pay attention to our website, especially. Uh, give us a little uh, chance and uh, we're going to get more traffic towards our website. Yeah, we're going to get more traffic towards the website, more traffic towards the podcast. we definitely going to hit you with more content. Um, love, appreciate y'all, man. That's it. Boy, HT Sims. Mr. Mix. Joffy Joe Fart.